नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चारबक पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा सो टुडेस पॉडकास्ट इज अबाउट माय डियर फ्रेंड आनंद रंगनाथन्स बुक हिंदूज इन हिंदू राष्ट्र एंड बाय द वे आई कुड नॉट गेट अ हार्ड कॉपी ऑफ द बुक बिकॉज़ आई एम आउट ऑफ इंडिया बट आई हैव रेड द बुक एंड आई विल एक्सप्लेन हाउ व्हेन दिस बुक वाज अनाउंस पायरेटेड किया तूने शर्म कर शर्म कर मेरे को बोलने दे कम से कम मतलब एक शब्द तेरी तारीफ में नहीं बोल पाता हूं मैं क्योंकि तू इतना यूज्ड टू है कि मैं तेरी टांग खींचूंगा बट सॉरी फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर हैविंग मी क्वेश्चन अरे मेरे को वेलकम तूने तेरा है ना आनंद एक रिकॉर्ड है यू हैव नेवर लेट मी हां हां मतलब यू नेवर लेट मी वेलकम यू यू आर लाइक चुप कर मैं बोलूंगा please don't treat me like uh, uh, udesh stalin so please yes yes i am not i am not going to i will not give you free speech like i give udesh stalin we <laughs> will uh, we'll, we'll get to it but yeah so for for people who don't know i was one of the few lucky ones who was there when anand actually made his first speech in mumbai and when he had announced that this was going to be coming in the form of a book also so i'm very well aware of the contents of the book in fact anand and i had a offline discussion about the eight points that he had raised in the speech at the hotel in the surat lit fest also i don't know if anand remembers humne breakfast pe bahut charcha ki thi so anand first of all congratulations and thanks once again bhai for coming thank you so much as always absolute pleasure okay so now that we are at it so ye title kyun why why did you why did you decide to call it what it is eighth class citizens so first of all uh, because you don't have the book let me be shameless and plug Please. the book thanks this is the book uh, so yes hindus in hindu rashtra uh, it's a kind of a <clears throat> i think rhetorical take because for the last 10 years all we've heard from the chauthi fail leftist the dregs of the society and we were just talking before we went live about how hopeless these people are uh, that you know we are now in a fascist hindu rashtra hindu rashtra you know we've been hearing this in fact if i am not mistaken the day after narendra modi was elected as a prime minister or he won in 2014 manishankar ayer wrote a piece i think in indian express saying that fascism is here hindu rashtra is here so it's right the next day <laughs> so it's been 10 years and we've been hearing about this and so this is a rhetorical kind of a, a almost mocking thing that we are supposedly in a hindu rashtra and the eight reasons that i've given are the ones where it's not just i mean let's let's face it kushal every one of us uh, has faced discrimination at some time or the other irrespective of caste creed religion or uh, you know economic strata or whatever you may call it uh, but the strange thing is it is only the hindus that have been constitutionally legally through education socially discriminated against it's completely entrenched and if you so you know uh, there could be 100 uh, reasons why everyone uh, uh, you know is uh, discriminated against in india but these are the eight concrete reasons i found that are constitutional and legal discriminations against hindus thereby making it an apartheid kind of a thing where you have an entrenched discrimination and this is happening supposedly in a so called hindu rashtra hence the title so then 
I I always wonder Hindus right i mean the the criticism i you are i know the title was basically a sly remark on people who keep asserting like this is a hindu majoritarian rashtra and your answer to them basically this book is an answer to those people that if this is a hindu majoritarian rashtra then why are these laws existing now i'm going to play the devil's advocate here they, they their answer to each and every point that you will ra- you have raised i agree with the points you raised minor manager said there ko temple ke bare mein bola tha temple freedom should be temple from government and temple to stay in government ideal freedom ki state wo honi chahiye bas maine tere ko yaad hai hum log jab surat mein the tujhe ek hi cheez boli thi baki har cheez mein main tere se in agreement tha sirf itni si minor cheez thi wo it is a very minor uh, uh, surat pe i don't remember because i had to face that horrible sight of abhijit dancing so i don't remember anything else <laughs> if you remember oh my god oh shit tune mere ko kya yaad dila diya ha wo surat wasn't it yeah yeah surat mein abhijit ne ashil harkat ki thi aisi abhijit is not but tell me again your disagreement with the temple thing again i mean sorry so i am for temple freedom anand but when my my experience in maharashtra was that you know big temples are always able to survive through their own private hundi collection fundraising efforts and but when it comes to a small temple right they they will literally collapse if it not because a the small temples are of very small sampradays of that local village or local deity now they literally need the indian government or the state government of that particular area to sustain because unki collection hi nahi hoti hai so i always felt ki just one caveat i wanted to add on temple freedom is temple freedom from the government is very important but if a temple wants to stay inside the government those small temples should be given that option too oh i see so you want to give the temples a choice yes that's right. all so i'm saying want, okay so you want to give let's say uh, the citizen a choice whether you want to put your money in a government bank or a private bank that's what you're saying yes okay well fair enough but i mean to be honest with you we all know what happens when governments run anything and in this case my counter to that kushal would be that if you were to leave it to the hindus i e the organizations that are running all temples then let us say the the 100 richest temples would make sure that these 100 smallest temples are also taken care of because right now the situation and i quote this that the tamil nadu government i think 3 years ago told the madras high court that it doesn't have money to give to 11999 temples under its control to conduct even a single puja in a day so and they are in under government control so we have reached that situation already where even though they are under government control they don't even have enough money to conduct one puja now obviously if let's say that 100 richest temples in india were to be unshackled from government control i would say logic would demand that they would make sure that they give substantial amount of money to make sure that sanatan dharma and other hindu temples survive at least better than how the government is treating them that that's the counter to that but you know uh because you've um, mentioned choice and i am absolutely always pro choice in this aspect i i would give you i i would say um little bit of leeway but i still would say that i'd rather have uh, temples given choice between two non governmental entities 
I just don't want government to control anything. That's my counter. Look, you will never find me on board of the idea of government is good. You know my opinions on government at a conceptual level. I dislike government yeah. uh, most of the time. But what I'm trying to say is that you and I, like what 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 are you and I at our core? We are freedom lovers. And yeah. from a, my, the tussle I was facing was from the concept of freedom and freedom for me is the foremost value. That's why I said, and, and my experience in Maharashtra taught me, see, there was a very interesting thing. I, I always recommend people to study the Tirtha Kshetra fund, uh, by the way, uh, but under the Fadnavis government, not this Fadnavis government, the previous when Fadnavis was CM, not when Fadnavis is deputy CM, that government actually used to conduct something. And, you know, even the, the minister at that time, Sudhir Bhav Mungativar and many others, they were involved in the Tirtha Kshetra fund. Now, the Tirtha Kshetra fund, what it does is it's creating a money and a thing for for you know, sacred spaces and sacred tourism. And they make sure everything around the temple, including the temple is maintained. I saw some good benefiting in that. And also kya hota hai ki if you have a bigger temple, when they go away and they say the government does not need to do anything for us, then a lot of that government fund in a pro rata basis does not, uh, let's say the government was giving 100 to a big temple and 10 to a small temple. I'm just giving a hypothetical. Now the government does not reduce uh, 100 it can reduce 90 and that 10 can go to the small temples that's all i'm saying but i'm in principle in agreement with you on temple freedom yeah so and also kushal i mean i take your point as i said i mean i'm pro-choice uh but yeah i mean i'm i have to battle and think this through because one of the entities in this choice is the government so having said that you also also uh, have to keep in mind that most of this loot is actually not in cash, but rather in kind in a very indirect way, because most of the money that is being lost for the Hindu cause is actually through the completely erroneous setting up of the rent of the land that is controlled by the government. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing when we say that governments are controlling temples. What they're doing is, as T.R. Ramesh has pointed out, uh, that they are setting, for example, uh, how much you will give the government on audit. Sometimes it is very direct. Sometimes the, the government, like Andhra Pradesh government, has actually can order Tirupati to give it some money. It has ordered now. So some amount of money will directly, you can't, the temple can't do anything, will automatically go to the government. Otherwise, it is audit fees and this and that and all that stuff. But mostly it is that the huge tracts of tens of thousands of acres, in fact, two crore feet, square feet of land, temple land that T.R. Ramesh talks about, uh, the rent that the temple should be getting if the rent is not set by the government is to the tune of 6,000 crores and it doesn't even get even 60 crores. And that is the case of just, uh, you know, one temple or uh, one association in Tamil Nadu. Just imagine all 29, 30 states. So, if the government is in control of just the entity of the temple, I can still say, yes, uh, uh, you know, Kushal, you're right. But it is controlling the land as well and the rent that it is setting on the land. Now, surely you know and I know the private players are much more amenable to decide what the current price of the rent should be. The government is just absolutely unable to do it. It's, it's humanly not possible for the, for the government to be good at this. We know about circle rates. You know about Mumbai. You know about... 
uh, uh, you know, Mumbai still is under Rent Control Act, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, I mean, the government is just full of corruption in there. So that is one issue that I would request you to also consider when you're talking about government controls of temples. I, I agree. Yeah. But but all the examples Anand you're giving are always big temples. I was only focusing on small temples. Okay. All, who owns big land? Big temples. Small temples barely own big land. Small, I'm literally, you know, for all the talk about people talking about their Kula Devtas, I, this is for the Kula Devta. This is uh, not when, you know, you go to the oh, big... Maybe as is the case in my family. Yeah, in, in the case of your family. Fair enough. So that that that's what I'm saying. But I, we, I don't want to uh, spare uh, any more time over there. One more question I had for you, uh, which is, I think I want to spend some time on that because we can't go through all eight because... Yeah. But this this was something that touched me a lot even when you had spoken at that day was the whole idea of reform how the Indian state through its quote reform process um, has given Hindus a raw deal. Now, uh, Isme, I am not saying you are saying that in the book, but again, I'm doing the job of what the left will do with you. So you know what I'm doing. I, mean, I don't need to tell you, but for the listeners, because outrage they will say, what is wrong with reform? Why are you opposed to reform? Why shouldn't Hindus be reformed? What do you say to that? I'm absolutely for reform. Absolutely. In fact, even in the book, I've said that, you know, and it, it is not just the, the state that tries to reform Hinduism. I mean, remember, and I, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I begin the chapter saying that as far as I'm concerned, the religion aspect of Hinduism is an offshoot of the Hindu way of life. Whereas in Islam and Christianity, the way of life is an offshoot of religion. So it follows from there that because ways of life change, they mutate, they adapt to the changing environment, you know, the, the religious aspects also change. So Hinduism is much more amenable to change. And if you look at the last 500 years, 600 years, even closer, uh, uh, you know, last 200 years, Dayan and Saraswati and uh, Raja Ram Mohan Roy and so many other. Uh, of course, uh, Raja Ram Mohan Roy is a, a little bit of controversial figure there. But there are many reformers who've come and who've re reformed Hinduism. Purely because it's a way of life that, you know, is amenable to helpful mutations. And if at all it is not reformable and people don't reform it, those practices go out of uh, uh, you know, the, the common usage of or implementation of those practices. So reform is always good. I've, I've always been pro-reform. I mean, be it ev evolution, which is accumulation of helpful mutations, adaptation, that is reform. Uh, Abrahamic religions, particularly Islam, reform is totally forbidden. So you cannot reform. I cannot think of a single instance where Officially, publicly, formally, a reform has been conducted where uh, a verse, a holy verse has been negated or abrogated, redacted. That has never happened. You can have people not following it silently. Uh, you can have uh, Muslims drinking silently or eating the meat that they are forbidden to eat or walking around wearing things that they are forbidden to wear, so on and so forth. People, and I've talked about this good Muslim, bad Muslim, you know, the... the the world is peaceful because of bad Muslims, that they don't adhere to what they have been ordered to adhere to. 
but that's not reform that's not following your religion strictly you know what i mean so there's a difference reform is when it is institutionalized when you say well, we are not going to have this at all so the state has reformed i talked about hindu court bills and all the problem kushal has always is selectivity and hypocrisy that is what hurts when and i am free to even though is a, a, a you know we follow his good friend uh, you remember uh, shabrimala judgment the very next day pratap banu mehta uh, wrote a piece where uh, he basically sided with the supreme court on the shabrimala judgment and i think in the same piece if i am not mistaken because it was years ago he talked about uh, why uh, you know it is wrong for women to be ordained as roman catholic priests the state should not get into that why not you are trying to reform hinduism and at the same time you are saying the state it is not the uh, uh, i might be paraphrasing because i don't want pratap banu to get after me and say lo i never said it but so i i would want people to read it but if i if my memory serves me right in any case if if it wasn't pratap banu mehta there were a lot of people who said it is not the case for the state to tell christian women to that they should also be allowed to be ordained as roman catholic priests why not if you are reforming hinduism if you are reforming uh, the cases if you are fighting for uh, the emancipation of the hindu woman then cat gets your tongue when you talk about muslim women entering the sanctum sanctorum of mosques many mosques where they are forbidden or being ordained as uh, priests so the hypocrisy is what bothers me i am absolutely pro reform please yeah yeah so that that's i just wanted to put this point on the record for me acha ek mera tere se grouse thi why did you not put because you and i humko actually percentage of abuses mein sabse zyada abuse is subject ke liye milti hai tujhe aur mujhe saath khaas taur pe so ye meri kyunki mam the side se maza le ha matlab wo to theek hai main tere kabhi whatsapp padhta hu kabhi dm padhta hu i see what you're doing there i have to put it on record ha he enjoys every time i get abused he sends me a dm bada maza aa raha hai so so just ye meri ek grouse thi tere se and and i'll say why because i know you you probably care about this as much as i do and i, I mean probably kya i know you do why did you not think that just the concept of free speech itself how the biggest bully when it comes to hindu bullying is the indian government don't you think this this colonial edifice which starts with rangila rasul the episode which was a response to sita ka beep i don't want to use that word also the original word colloquially it's called many things but that 1920s ka law se lekar aaj tak don't you think in your view the biggest bullying of the hindu community in india is through muzzling of speech because the the entire edifice was based on giving abrahamic religions a free pass so this is a great question and uh, i you know that i already have an answer for this because uh, It, it it actually focuses on the nub of the issue, which is that why are there only eight reasons? Why aren't we, for example, ninth class citizens? Why aren't we tenth class citizens? And there I say that this was a very difficult job for me, because as I said, there are dozens of discriminations, and in many instances you would find 
that Hindus are discriminated using those laws and strictures more than non-Hindus are. But as far as free speech is concerned, yes, it could be 70, 30 or 60, 40 discrimination against Hindus. But non-Hindus are also discriminated against using those very laws. So it is not absolutely focused on being anti-Hindu. That is the reason why. So I, I do, for example, mention it like, for example, I had a wonderful chat with Vishnu, Vishnu Jain, you know, who's an absolute legend for the Hindu cause. You know, Vishnu Jain, of course, who's fighting the cases in Yangapi. So he said, in, make it, uh, I, I have, uh, he said, Anand, uh, I have the ninth, the ninth reason for you, which is, uh, and I forget the IPC section he talked about, was it 495? I mentioned it where he says that uh, Muslims are allowed bigamy, Hindus are not. In fact, we discussed it on the Earth Podium as well. Uh, so I talk about it, but I don't use it as one of the ninth reasons. Right? Likewise, free speech. So there are many instances where free speech uh, or the laws against free speech or the laws that curtail free speech, i.e. Article 19, 1, Clause 2, is applied to non-Hindus as well. These are the eight reasons that are watertight, that are pure discriminations against Hindus only, not Muslims or Christians. That's the difference. Otherwise, you're absolutely right. Hindus have been from Rangila Rasul onwards. In fact, if you look at the law, which was offending religious sensibilities, you know it, Kushal, and I've written about it, didn't exist at all. It is only after Mahatma Gandhi was outraged at what happened uh, once the Rangila Rasul booklet was brought out in retaliation to what you talked about, what the Muslims brought out. So he had nothing to say about that. But he was outraged that, uh, 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 you know, the publisher uh, brought out Rangila Rasul. And after that, the Britishers brought in the law. So Mahatma Gandhi is responsible for bringing in this offending religious sensibility section 295, is it? or uh, 295A. 295A, yeah. So he's very much responsible for that. And Hindus have suffered a lot. But other communities have also suffered. That's that's why. So it's not particularly directed towards just Hindus. Fair enough. It is not directed towards just Hindus. But at a conceptual level, I believe blasphemy, when the moment you concede space for blasphemy, you have conceded space for an anti-Hindu idea because that's not the essence of Hinduism. So at a conceptual level, it is still anti-Hindu, in my view. I mean, that's a small minor uh, disagreement there. But again, now, um, how can... For example, let, let me take this example. And I think this is a very pertinent one, what happened in the last three or four days. Just today, I've learned two hours ago, there have been, I think, three FIRs against Uday Stalin that have been filed in UP. Yeah. Right? So when you're talking of freedom of speech, uh, uh, you know, curtailing the voice of Hindus, hmm. here you have him saying something anti-Hindu and there is an FIR against it. You see hmm. what I mean? So if Uday Stalin was, in fact, he is Christian, I think if I'm not mistaken. He said that on the record. Yes, yes. yes. So here is a, a, a law that is, I can say that has been brought down on a Christian. So it's not particularly against a Hindu. That's what I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, as you know, uh, the four caveats, let me repeat those uh, 
for the benefit of your uh, viewers uh, i i think all of us are both you and me at least are free speech absolutists other than the four caveats which are one you cannot disclose state secrets b uh, you cannot cry uh, fire inside a theater because that would endanger endanger physically endanger the lives of uh, people inside the theater c you cannot lead a mob by inciting them for a palpable immediacy threat of physical violence and four you cannot infringe on the defamation laws that exist other than that uh, you know i'm a free speech absolutist be it uday or anybody else or uh, anyone i mean that's been my position ever since i can remember at least uh, you know since i was given the honor of talking about such things 10 15 years but people say uday uh uday has said that he wants to destroy sanatan dharma how do you destroy sanatan dharma without destroying sanatan dharmis that means a meme can only be destroyed if the carrier of the meme is destroyed a, a, insinuating that then that means he wants to destroy all sanatanis not sanatana now one can answer that in the following way and what i uh, you know told you uh, in messages as well it's like destroying communism doesn't mean you kill the communists you know uh, likewise for example if you know somebody and that is happening in the west i mean i think more than 50% or 60% of uk is now confirmed atheist if i'm not mistaken i think the pew survey has said that so uh, you know christianity is uh, fast leaving the fold of those or those shores but that doesn't mean that the christians don't exist or the people who were following christianity uh but it was a remarkably i think horrendous statement especially because his chickening out at the end and shifting the goalposts and saying that i included all religions not just hinduism and that tells the palpable fear such people have such hypocrites have because did you hear him say that islam and christianity should be eradicated like we eradicate corona and malaria you didn't hear him say that you see that would have i mean a, a at the risk of him getting beheaded that would have at least at, this is what i've said time and again with all those chauthi fails who say oh well in ads we can uh, we should be allowed to say whatever we want to deride hinduism and you've seen so many ads tanishk ad comes to mind there was a red label ad where hindus are being derided uh, they say oh well this is our jab islam or christianity ki baat aati hai to inki p डॉट एच डॉट ए डॉट टी डॉट टी डॉट आई हो जाती है राइट आई एम जस्ट टॉकिंग लाइक इंडिया अलायंस पी एच वॉट एवर वाई अगर आप इतना प्यार करते हो फ्री स्पीच से अगर आप इतना रिफॉर्म करना चाहते हो तो भाई सिर्फ हिंदुज्म को क्यों रिफॉर्म कर रहे हो यार बाकी एंड मीडिया स्पेस में आप लो एड स्पेस में लो एंड आई सेट दिस बिफोर हिंदूज आर वेरी ओपन माइंडेड यार एक आप डिस्कलेबर लगा दो शुरू में एक्चुअली सेड इट पब्लिकली हिंदूज के लिए प्लेकेट हो जाएंगे एक डिस्कलेमर लगाओ कि यस वी वांट टू से दिस वी एज हिंदूज वांट टू से दिस अबाउट अवर रिलीजन और वे ऑफ लाइफ व्हिच इज हिंदुइज्म लेकिन कोर्ट वी डेयर नॉट से दिस अबाउट इस्लाम बिकॉज हमारी पट्टी है ये डिस्कलेमर लगा दो हिंदूज मान जाएंगे आपकी बात ऑनेस्टली लेकिन जब आप ये डिस्कलेमर नहीं लगाते ना तो क्या होता है कि 99.99% टाइम्स एवरीवन व्हाट व्हाट वॉचिंग 
are anti-Hindu sentiments, anti-Hindu films, films and ads deriding Hinduism. So they are shift, the psyche is shifting. Everyone is feeling that it's only Hinduism that is bad. And you know the irony here, Kushul, I Ambedkar was the first one who said that if you look at Mayo's book, which was uh, uh, you know uh, derided by uh, Mahatma Gandhi as Drain Inspectors, Catherine Mayo's report, uh, a book on India, a Drain Inspectors report. Ambedkar said, you read that book and you would be left with the impression that it is only Hinduism that is evil and that is like you know misogynistic, patriarchal, and you know all those regressive things. Whereas the truth is that Islam is more is the same, if not more, regressive than Hinduism. So Ambedkar can say this. Ambedkar who has said so many things against Hinduism, can say that do not do selectivity. So, yaar, ye log ye leftists or chauthi fails, kyo karte hai baar baar? Akal nahi hai kya hmm. and, and, you know, to add to your points about communists and communism, let's say if I made a speech on my podcast platform one day and I said, I want to eradicate all hatred from earth. Going by this entire Sanatani, Sanatan conflation you know that a lot of people were doing then you can only eradicate hatred when you eradicate haters right Bina haters ke hatred nin. i'm just using their logic i'm not using any other logic to add weight to your argument nothing else then the biggest problem all these people will run into is they will have to define a hater right then they'll have to define a hater the most simplest definition of a hater is a person who hates Hates an object, an idea, a thing. I disagree. I disagree. In many religions, hater is a person who simply reads the verses. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Magar, and I matlab... said this before. We are. We jump uh, sometimes crazily to condemn the fundamentalists just because we want to save the fundamentals. Yeah. So it's not. It's not against. As I said person may not be a hater. I mean, what is hatred? Hatred is something, some anger that you have inside born out of envy or loathing or self-loathing or jealousy or whatever it may be. Or you are simply following the fundamentals. So you're a very peaceful guy. You just, uh, you know, you say, look, I, I love, I'm peaceful. I'm this and that. But I hate kafirs because I've been told that. Now, are you a hater? I don't know. You define. Is that person a hater who's simply following the fundamentals? Yes. I have given you an answer. Yes. I, I hate, let's say I hate Karela. Am I not a hater? So what you're saying, Koshal, is that 2 billion people are haters? Not by all. Virtue, because that is, by, by virtue of reading a text that is hateful text, do you become a hater? That's exactly what I'm saying now, which is why this this entire argument that a lot of people give, Anand, that this is hate speech, not free speech. I, I just expose the, my my whole point of this experiment with you was what to expose how shallow hate speech is. That how are these people going to define hate speech? Because yeah. it's in in philosophy there is something called the Sorites paradox, where we cannot define when the grains of sand, right? become a proper pile or heap they are just grains we keep on adding the grains and grains but we never know the exact point when it actually becomes one we never know it's a famous paradox in philosophy so you know that's why i'm very proud if 
I'm proud of uh, a lot many articles that I've written, but particularly one where I talk about just this issue. And I introduced this, I think in 2019, it's called um, Submission. Uh, it's on Islam. And I introduced this concept of good Muslim and bad Muslim. And I invert it. Bad Muslim is the one who's actually not following the fundamentals. And it's very important because I say in the end, a bad, a bad believer can be a good human being. So this is exactly what the discussion we're having. I mean, you know, a person need not hate, need not be a hater. But at the same time, you are just so entrenched in this. You, you held with a pair of tweezers, you know, you, you just can't escape because apostasy means that there is death sentence hanging on you. If you do not follow the fundamentals, you criticize it. Then there is death sentence hanging on you. You cannot be an ex. You cannot leave the folds of that religion. There's a death sentence. So what do bad believers do? They simply stay silent. They simply cover away. They simply try and find avenues where they may not declare themselves to be uh, atheists. And, uh, you know, if you if you declare yourself atheist in 13 Islamic countries, there is a death sentence. On you. So, you know, it's not always a question of a person who's reading a text that calls for hatred is a hateful person. Many of them are trapped. So they're bad, bad believers. They're not bad human beings. So I would really encourage people to read that. And uh, as I say, you know, when the moment you talk about Islam, the moment you talk about anything concerning Islam, you branded an Islamophobe. You are an Islamophobe. I'm an... And I turned it around and said, the real Islamophobes are who don't want to tell the truth about Islam. Because phobia is fear. They are the ones who fear Islam. It's not us. I have, I have never criticized Islam. I only quote the verses. Now, by quoting the verses, do I become Islamophobe? No. But by hiding those verses, you, the moderate Muslims, you are Islamophobes. That's the difference. Yeah. And and a classic example, I'll say, which fails the test of free speech that Anand and I talk about is that slogan that was made famous by a Pakistani cleric in 2012, which is uttered by clerics in India, which is Gustake Rasul ki eki saza, sartan se jaja, sartan se juda. That is a direct call to harm someone. That is a direct call to violence. And yeah. now, Hindus in Hindu Rashtra ka sabse bada apartheid kya ho sakta hai ki Hindu Rashtra mein sartan se juda left bolta hai ye Hindu Rashtra hai na? Left bolta hai. सरतन से जुदा की थ्रेट्स होती हैं नुपुर के अगेंस्ट और बहुत सारे लोगों के अगेंस्ट नवीन जी के अगेंस्ट भी हुई थी लोग भूल गए नुपुर के साथ नवीन भी पेले गए थे तभी सरतन से के जुदा ब्रिगेड में और वो अलाउ की जाती है ठीक है मगर इरेडिकेट सनातन धर्म जिसको मैंने सपोर्ट किया और गाली खाई वो अलाउ कर देंगे मगर अगर गलती से किसी ने इन्वर्शन कर दी तो इससे बड़ा प्रूफ क्या होगा अपार्थाइड का हिंदुओं के खिलाफ पर इसमें भी मैं ये कहूंगा कि लॉ इज नॉट डिस्क्रिमिनेटिंग पीपल आर स्केर्ड इन द केस ऑफ नुपुर द सुप्रीम कोर्ट आर द रियल कावर्ड्स दे आर द वंस हु डिस्क्रिमिनेटेड द लॉज वर देयर बट दे यूज दोस लॉज ऑन नुपुर 
they should have used those laws on the people who were going after nupur the state the government modi mm. government right down they were the cowards in those cases yes so the law is not discriminatory that's why i say this people are using that law selectively that's a problem so it's not an apartheid in the sense that i mean in south africa for example the laws were discriminatory right so the laws were there for blacks against blacks not against whites it was not that one law was selected there was one universal law and it was only being used against blacks and all. so that that is the distinction that i make and that is why it's a very narrow thing and it's i wanted to make it deliberately watertight because otherwise what happens is that people will come and say oh look i am a muslim i said something that was perceived as anti hindu and i have been arrested using that same law so am i not being discriminated in this hindu rashtra i don't want those people to come up with those examples so Fair. the and in fact you're absolutely right i mean you talk about and i've just tweeted 2 3 hours ago about exactly the same thing which is that supreme court told nupur she has a loose tongue how dare you ignite the country who do you mm. think you are apologize to the country you are responsible for kanaiya lal's beheading ah ha ha they said all this to nupur yeah or stalin or quoting something that is already in islamic scriptures or stalin ke case make them crickets are chirping to yaar isse gussa aata hai to isme they are the law is there for to be applied universally i am against their law but at least it is a law that can be applied across communities across religion you know denominations but here it is being used only for against nupur and stalin is being given a leave that's that's hypocritical that is selective hmm now let us talk about one particular aspect of the book that i think people don't to me that was your uh, if i was to use a western colloquialism or a christian colloquialism the hail mary right uh and that was this entire immaculate act waqf <laughs> act ye matlab oh. let us let us spend some time can can you actually do the honor of introducing this this concept to my north american listeners who must have never heard of this shit show yeah so it is just so bizarre that a when i first got to know about it i didn't believe it maine kaha ye nahi ho sakta so i i must thank vishnu ji who in fact has approached the courts regarding this waqf act as well that it is only after reading and listening to what vishnu ji his affidavits very detailed affidavits that i was encouraged to dig deeper and what i found kushal and i think it's one of those very detailed chapters in here some may find it very boring but i felt if you're talking about waqf act then you simply have to quote the draconian laws and clauses of it or kuch jaise maine i never criticize islam i always quote the verses you know because if i do criticize so sartan se juda wala scene hai yahan pe i simply had to list out the clauses and while even while writing it pe keh raha hu ye nahi ho sakta ye pass nahi ho sakta ye ye narsimha rao ne kiya kya aur narsimha rao is and just now manishankar ayer i mean kya kahe uske bare mein but the fact of the matter is that he said the first bjp prime minister was narsimha rao how foolish can he be but that's manishankar ayer so how manishankar ayerish can you be i mean here is narsimha rao who whatever discrimination that congress meted out to him is separate 
but he is responsible for the two most anti-Hindu acts in living memory. And both of them find a mention in my book. The one, the first one is the Vakf Act of 1995. Uh, and the other one is the Places of Worship Act, 1991. Both were passed by, by Narsimha Rao. Unse zada bade anti-Hindu acts, living memory mein to nahi hai. Vakf Act ko aap phir bhi keh sakte ho ki yaar, it is pro-Muslim and by definition, you know. So here again, if you want to throw in a caveat, you can say, well, Christians can also be discriminated against using work act. So you're right. Technically, any non-Muslim is to be discriminated against using this act has been. So it's not just anti-Hindu, it is anti-Christian. But other than that, every other religious denomination comes under the Indic fold. So overwhelmingly, given that 80% of our population is Hindu, it's an anti-Hindu act. Right? And it has been borne out very recently when a 1,500-year-old Hindu temple in Tamil Nadu, 1,500-year-old temple, was considered to be on Islamic land, when Islam is only 1,300-year-old. Now, this math will tell me something. Don't laugh. It's a very serious matter. Please explain to me, how can a 1,500-year-old institution be on the land of a religion that is only 1300 years old? Where did this come from? This is a mess. You don't understand. Yes. So, this is the work. 70% of Delhi is on the work flag. I said, I was in Times Now studio. I was talking about work flag. I said, check it out. This is the Times Now studio. It came out on the work flag. We were talking about this on Twitter. I said, this is the Central Vista. Work flag. And it is for perpetuity. I think this is the chapter that has most references. Because it's very important to make it watertight. So here I talk about the genesis of the real, you know, the hammer blows. Were, or you can say the nails in the coffins of Hindus. Although, I mean, Hindus don't use coffins were done by Indira Gandhi during the emergency. I've quoted the letter she has written instructing the states to follow the Vakf Act, giving her own instructions. This is what dictators do. And in Islamic countries, you don't have acts like this. But talking about the other one, because I think we would like uh, you know uh, listeners and viewers to also... Uh, uh, put in their question so we can answer it. But I just want to say with your permission, the other act that Narsimha Rao brought in, that according to me, I think is, um, I mean, uh, you know, it's just cruelty defined, which is the Places of Worship Act, which is the last chapter of this book. We were a banana republic the moment we became a republic. Abhi nahi bane a banana republic. Matlab, how is it possible? It's insane. It is insane. And the fact is that the so Supreme Court is, has ratified it. Supreme Court has batted for it in the Ayodhya judgment. And I quote what Supreme Court. They said, this is our future. This upholds the secular credential of a nation. Bullshit. 
दैट इज वॉट इट अपहोल्ड एंड कैरीज इन इट्स इट्स जस्ट सो शॉकिंग इट्स सो क्रूअल मेरे को तो गुस्सा आने लगता है माई ब्लड बिगिनस टू बॉयल देन आई टॉक ऑफ प्लेस ऑफ वर्शिप है सो एंड यू नो लोग कहते हैं सिविलाइजेशन क्या है फिलोसॉफिकल पहुंच जाते हैं एम्पायर्स क्या है टू बी मार्क ऑफ अ सिविलाइजेशन कुशल इज दिस अनकबल थर्स्ट टू मेक श्योर दैट हिस्टोरिकल इनजस्टिस दैट फॉर मीटेड आउट टू योर एंसेस्टर्स आर करेक्टेड सिविलाइजेशन एक कंटिन्यूटी होती है अगर हमें अभी हिंदू सिविलाइजेशन पे गर्व है ना तो हमें इस मोमेंट पे गर्व नहीं है हमें ये जो 8000 साल में हमारे एंसेस्टर्स ने हमें धरोहर में दिया है उस पर गर्व हमें जो नीरज राय डिस्कवर कर रहा है सनौली में जो राखी गरी में जो चैरियट्स जो ये सारे डिगिंग चल रही है उस पर गर्व है जो केरला स्कूल ऑफ मैथ्स है जो कि सारी इन्वेंशन है उन पर गर्व है सो इट इज अ कंटिन्यूटी एंड लाइक वाइज इफ यू आर प्राउड ऑफ वॉट अवर एंसेस्टर्स डिड बाय कीपर ऑफ दिस फ्लेम we have to work towards ensuring that justice is given to what they fought for and tried to preserve how can you have an act that denies us this even approaching even approaching the courts this is what aur ye main phir aaj repeat karunga tujhe to bahut galiyan milti milti hain mujhe thodi kam kam milne lagi hain kyunki main kam bolne laga hu The fact of the matter is मुझे एक बात पे जब भी राइट फिंगर्स को मेरे भाई बहनों पे को मुझ पर बहुत गुस्सा आता है तो वो मेरी एक बात ले आते हैं कि ये वही है जिसने कहा था ये बाबरी मस्जिद बनाएगा ब्रिक बाई ब्रिक तो मैं उनसे बार बार ये कहना चाहता हूँ कि हाँ भाई मैं वही हूँ और मैं आपके सामने खड़ा हूँ और मुझे आप पे और अपने सिविलाइजेशनल हिंदू धर्म पे गर्व है और मैं ये बार बार ये कहूँगा एंड आई रिपीट वॉट आई से I I feel proud that I even managed to say it, and I'll say it again and again. I quote myself that if I were, I I said if I were P V Narasimha Rao, thank God I'm not. But if I were, I would remake or make Babri reconstruct Babri Masjid brick by brick. यहाँ पे वो Hindus right wingers full stop लगा देते हैं मैंने till such time the Supreme Court comes up and adjudicates on that decision. तो ये फुल स्टॉप ब्रिक बाय ब्रिक के बाद नहीं है उसके बाद वाई डिड आई से दिस बिकॉज आई डोंट वॉन्ट माई हिंदू ब्रदर्स अ बिलियन ब्रदर्स सिस्टर्स टू डू वॉट द लेफ्ट डज विच इज टेक रिजॉर्ट टू एन आर की आई डोंट वॉन्ट इट इट इज अ मैटर ऑफ प्राइड फॉर मी दैट अ बिलियन हिंदूज लेफ्ट इट इन देंड्स ऑफ फाइव पीपल टू डिलीवर द अयोध्या जजमेंट दल्टरनेटिव वॉज वॉट हैपन्स वॉट द लेफ्ट डज सेलिब्रेट एन आर की bring down things illegally no so i was resorting to something that was legal have the strength have the temerity to withstand this this is what hindus have always wanted this is what hinduism is so you may disagree with what i said ki ye brick by brick but i still stand by that i am not a hypocrite i am proud of what i said i am proud of that hindus resorted going to the court to ask for a judgment regarding their holiest of shrines and you know what this place of worship act does it stops hindus from doing that again yeah. ever again because the only exception to the place of worship act was the ayodhya ram janam every other tens of thousands of temples 
hundreds of which have been demolished and mosques and other structures built on them hindus can't even approach hindus can see in mathura where the idols have been taken from the krishna janmabhoomi and broken and put on the steps of begum masjid so that muslims as they walk inside they trod on those that is humiliation but hindus can't even approach the courts to correct that injustice so when i say this i say this as without any hint or notion of uh, uh, you know worrying about the consequences that the supreme court is a coward the supreme court is the most illogical and irrational entity for it to have ratified something that denies seeking justice how is that democracy please tell me and i agree with you and if the supreme court wants to send a contempt notice uh, against me yeah. along with you sath mein jail jayenge mai aur anand there we go there and the advantages of having sai as a legend and a friend is ki wo sai jahan bhi mai problem hai mujhe bacha lena hai aur kushal ko bhi bacha lena nahi nahi mere liye nikhil mehra hai mera mera nakli mehra hai wo mujhe bachayega आपको अच्छा ना लगे अलग बात है आप लड़ लो बट मैं पीछे नहीं हटने वाला इट्स जस्ट रिडिक and and you know why the irony is that uh, i know you will never say it but i will say it and i don't know hum log dono you know nastik nirishwarwadi darwinian atheist jo shabd aapko prayog karna aap kar lo both of us have donated more <laughs> to temples <laughs> donated more to astika ishwarwadi causes the entire proceeds of this book also are going to go to more ishwarwadi causes then we have i have never given a money a single pie to a dockins foundation yes i have helped individual atheists to escape bangladesh and pakistan i will never lie about it yes i have and i am proud of even helping pakistani atheists escape that hell hole india ni aaye dusri jagah gaye west mein gaye magar maine unki madad ki maine paise donate kiye मगर मेरे भी केस में मैंने सबसे ज्यादा डोनेशन तो मंदिरों को दी या रिलीजियस ऑर्गेनाइजेशन को दी मैं उन्हीं को देता हूं पैसे बिकॉज आई हैव नेवर थॉट दैट दे आर अदर देन मी दे आर मी आई एम पार्ट ऑफ देम आई स्टिल गो एंड बाउ डाउन टू एन आइडल लाइक एनी पर्सन इन दिस कल्चर इज एंड जस्ट टू एड वन मोर पॉइंट एंड वी विल टेक यू नो द बिगेस्ट अट्रॉसिटी ऑन टॉप ऑफ ऑल ऑफ दिस इज द स्लॉटर लॉज इन इंडिया that is another sanctioned apartheid in india that we do not have not just a uniform civil code we don't have a uniform slaughter code where halal certification is in direct violation of the scst atrocities act i talk ye about i talk about halal it's just madness absolute madness to wohi hai bhaiya hindu rashtra mein hindutvadi government ke under ye sab chal raha और आप इसको फिर भी आप हमें कंडेम कर रहे हो कि हम फाशिस्ट हैं हम हिंदू राइट विंगर्स हिंदू हिंदुत्ववादी हिंदू राष्ट्र है ये सब होगा क्या हिंदू राष्ट्र में बट जस्ट टू यू नो मेंशन टू दैट क्वेश्चन 
I know you said it in a very uh, good way, but I, I'll be very honest. I never, and I think I include that in you, we never thought about uh, myself doing anything else other than all the proceeds going to this. Because when you talk about a cause, it's not just a cause. When you talk about misery of a billion people, I, I think it's just fair and just that uh, if people are buying your book, and reading about it, then every little that you can do to, you know, kind of remove that, it's torture, it's not just criminality that is happening. It, it should come naturally. So it's nothing, I, I don't feel proud of it. Uh, and I think neither do you. So it's not something that I'm kind of, uh, uh, you know, pleased about. It's just natural thing. And then let me just add to that. Recently in Jaisalmer, the Pakistani Hindu refugees, their hamlet, slum basically, Thajogis, were cruelly destroyed and bulldozed by the government. The state and the central government did precious nothing. Swati's NGO went there. A lot of other NGOs also went there. There's this one image, and this was blistering heat, I think June, in Jaisalmer, you can imagine. So a small Hindu refugee kid was cowering under the shade that was fashioned by a cot that was kept vertical. So if that cot was horizontal, the shade wouldn't have been fashioned. But they kept the cot vertical so that the sun would hit the cot and a kind of a, a sliver of shade would come in and that child was sleeping there. These are the scenes that we are witnessing in this Hindu Rashtra. So any, any proceeds that come, it's just not a question at all. It is, it is for them. It's not for any of us. So this book yep. is, you know, it's just, I just thought I'll clarify that. I'm not proud or, you know, anything. This is just a natural thing. But I am so proud not, of you. I am yeah. proud of you that yeah. uh, we are friends. I am proud of the fact that, you know, one of the rare good things that happened through Twitter was me meeting few of you. But uh, now let's take a few questions before we wrap up. Yaar, ye meri bhi complaint hai, yaar, Anand. Kise ne likha? Anand, sir, congratulations on the book. When can we expect a Kindle Audible edition? Bhai, ko Kindle or Audible wala se kya hai, bhai? Lende, I, I think it's all in the uh, offing. And I think uh, I'm really blessed with wonderful publisher and editor, uh, Praveen. Uh, Praveen has just joined Blue One. It's a wonderful publishing house, by the way. And uh, so uh, he was saying we have plans for the Hindi edition to come in, Kindle to come in. I think the one that is going to immediately come in is the Marathi one very soon. So all this is going on. In fact, I'll be very honest. I did not expect this kind of outrageous success for the book. I wrote it as something that needed to be done. As you know, in the talk that I gave in the end, I said, look, I, this needs to be put in as a kind of a, a structured thing so that people can refer to it again and again. That's why I'll bring out a book. I had precious little idea how to go about it. And now that the book is there, in, so it's been three weeks, already 30,000 copies have been sold. It's just crazy. And in, in a country where 5,000 copies sold makes it a national bestseller. So people have identified with it. And I dare say more than people of my generation or your generation, it is the youngsters. And I've met so many of them in Mumbai. I recently met the eighth class student, ninth class students, you know, they come up to me and say they're reading this. So I think that's, that, that is so heartening. More than the book sales, which I never had any plans of. I didn't even think, I thought, you know, 4-5,000 big jai, that's, that's good. You know, because 
जो मैंने करना था कर दिया इट इज इन पब्लिक डोबेन नाउ एंड इट्स एंड टेल यू टू थिंग्स कैन आई केम इन द पब्लिक डोबेन स्टार्टेड राइटिंग टू थिंग्स दैट इंस्पायर्ड मी वन वॉज मंटो सदात हसन मंटो एंड दी अदर वॉज अ कॉमेंट बाय बार्थेज वॉज अ लिटरेरी क्रिटिक एंड ऑल्सो राइटर Now, Manto, according to me, was one of the greatest writers, absolutely inspirational. And at the time that he was writing, people hardly bought his books. He almost died a pauper. He went to Pakistan. That was his mistake, you can say. But he never liked it there, and one thing led to other. And Manto was the one who had so many short stories. He would carry a short story in his pajama pocket, and. sell those short stories and one of the i think anecdotes if i'm not mistaken was he took the short story out and it somehow the wind carried it flew away and ashok kumar at that point of time it landed at his feet and that is how manto came into you know bombay film industry and started writing but the fact of the matter is here is one of the greatest writers and he's not a millionaire or a billionaire or you know the uh, jk rowling or chetan bhagat i think the you know someone like that is uh, you know down in the dumps financially that was one inspiration the other was i think more profound was barthes said and he said the death the birth of the reader is the death of the writer i've never forgotten it you know the day you start worrying about what your readers would feel about your book about what you write how you should placate them you should not write this because you might anger them this particular that that is the end of it so uh, it is a fact i confess when i brought this out i had absolutely no expectations i was just happy that this is in the public domain it's my child it has been brought out into the world so even one book extra that is sold gives me profound happiness and 30000 of them i'm just I, i'm beyond words and i cannot thank i wish i could hug my hindu brothers and sisters for what they've done to this book that's why i keep saying it's not my book my book was when i wrote the manuscript and submitted it that was then that, that was my book it was it is my manuscript but it is your book absolutely so someone uh, comments many lunga magar main questions zarur lene wala hu um Anand sir, your idea of temples as private companies selling peace and tranquility as a product sounds like a good idea, but can it really be done? Someone has asked. Yeah, so that that was uh, I wouldn't say tug in cheek. That was simply out of frustration. And I mean, I am a uh, uh, what do you call it? Lazy's fair. That is that. Lazy fair. Lazy fair. Yes, I, I am a uh, uh, you know a complete. Uh, there should be no state control on economics and finance. and every entity every private entity should be free to conduct the way it wants to conduct itself in order to earn money so this was not and i think luckily no hindu has taken offense that i didn't mean this that you know uh, hindu temple is like a corporation or reliance or no nothing of that sort but the fact of the matter is when the government is not giving or allowing hindu temples to earn what is rightfully there what is the avenue out so this was a solution i'm not saying this is the right solution but at least i have given this solution in the book that if you were to publicly list a hindu temple tirupati for example so right now the hindu uh, the hundi collections of tirupati is about 350 crores every month okay um 
if you list it publicly, people would invest in it. They might be 3,000 crores per month. You never know. And with that money that comes in, you leave it in the hands of the private entity, which is the Tirupati, the temple, to spend that money. Now, is that not justice? I think that's justice. It's not, you know, being derisive or saying that, oh, you've made Hindu temple into a business enterprise or a company. It was not my intention to do so. But at the same time, if Tirupati ends up earning 3,150 3, crores more than what it is earning, is that not good for the Hindu cause? Because then it will be able to open hundreds of schools and colleges, orphanages, Ved Patshalas, so many things that now it simply cannot do. And out of that 350 crores Hundi collection, most of it is also going to the government. So the more money it earns, the more it will spend for the Hindu cause. Hmm. So ek, if ek there is any ka... other solution, please bring it on. That was just my idea. So ek banda bar bar hai, this book is not available in Pakistan. Pakistan he bolra, how do I read it? I don't know. I think wait for the Kindle edition, I suppose. And I, I think I'll talk to my publisher. He has plans to uh, kind of market it outside of India as well. So, yeah. So everybody over there can read it. Achha, I have more questions here. Or do three questions. Le sakte um, why, what do you think will, will it take? for the Hindu society to coalesce as a group, uh, what do you think will it take? So when you talk about coalescing, you have to define. What do you want to coalesce and amalgamate on? You know, Personally, I love disagreements. I've written about it. And that is what Darwinian evolution is. We don't want the sameness. We don't want this kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, you can say exclusivism that happens in Abrahamic religion. That there is no room for discussion. We, we don't want people to be agreeing to things that they intrinsically don't or have another view of. That the essence of Hinduism is that. So the essence of, I mean, you know, in, in which other way of life or philosophical context or religion, call it what you may. You have a sect that believes in atheism. religion philosophy. I mean, Christians, can you imagine the Pope saying that practice atheism? You know, can you imagine an Imam saying, uh, abhor, uh, uh, you know, leave the folds of Islam and become an atheist? Unthinkable. Hinduism does it. Charvak does it. There is a sect, Lingai, they don't believe in the Vedas. So when you say Hindus come together, Tell me a cause for which they should come together. Otherwise, let them disagree amiably. Let them thrash out the ideas, which is what Adi Shankaracharya did, the length and breadth of the country, you know, and bless him for that. We are richer because of our disagreements and our debates and discussions. But I do agree. On a lot of issues, Hindus must come together. And I was about to say tongue-in-cheek, Hindus must come together and elect a government that would work in their interest which is what poor Hindus did twice over. <laughs> but if the government doesn't want to abrogate Place of Worship Act, if the government, you know, okays other acts and those acts are still working during the term of this government, then what can the Hindus do? 
you tell me on which issues we should come together well um kya bolu main abhi acha kisi ne pucha anand sir aapke koi politics join karne ke plan hai bas kar pagle pitwayega kya ab tak bjp ne jail mein hi dala pakad hal dengi no but i i'll tell you something i'm just so happy at what i do why do i need to join anything else this is something 9 to 5 is by science and my collaborations with wonderful brilliant people working our little bit contribution towards that after 5 when the sun comes down i have my other things that i enjoy doing i don't have a team many people have started asking me sir is this uh, dr ranganathan's office like bhai mai hu phone bhi mai utha raha hu baat bhi mai karunga can i talk to dr ranganathan secretary bhai mai hu so i do everything i don't have a secretary i don't have a planning i i do a lot of problems nowadays especially in you know giving dates and this and that so because you know it's just me because i love doing what i do and i think that's i i don't want to do anything that i wouldn't love to do and if i hold true to that principle even if i join a party then the onus is on the party to either keep me or to sack me matlab main change nahi hone wala so ye if i let's say if i join a party ki aap hamare fold mein aaye and that very evening i say something ki yaar ye party to corrupt hai yes you know if i join uh, narendra modi or bjp and i say well narendra modi is corrupt तो इट इज अप टू द पार्टी टू से यार ये क्या कह दिए पागल हो गए क्या किसने इसको अंदर कौन है वो जरा वो तो लाओ जिससे कौन है वो वो सामने लाओ दोनों को अंदर करेंगे सालों को सो इट इज द ओनस इज नॉट ऑन मी आई विल नॉट चेंज दैट आई प्रॉमिस यू बिकॉज व्हाई शुड आई चेंज दिस इज आनंद आनंद इज नॉट गोना चेंज इट इज दर्स इफ दे वॉन्ट टू चेंज इन से यार पागल है इसको बोलने तो बोलने दो ठीक है रहेगा दैट इज गुड लक टू देम and i have not seen till now any party that allows disagreeing voices you show me one indian party that allows it well right. i mean let me let me put a caveat to that uh, yeah method uh, speak going against the party line allowed near legally yaad nahi narsimha rao ka teesra paap main wo kehne ja raha tha i just wanted to thank modi ji because they've allowed yashwant sinha and kirti hasan <laughs> वो लोग अपना मंजीरा बजा बजा के थक गए कि हमें सैक कर दो सैक कर दो मोदी जी मोदी जी कह रहे तुम्हें सैक नहीं करूंगा सो यस बीन प्रूव्ड पार्टी एनी मोर पार्टी विल नेवर सैक यू बट द पार्टी विल नॉट गिव यू एनी रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी इफ यू वॉन्ट दैट दैट ग्रेट अच्छा ये ये बड़ा इम्पोर्टेंट uh, क्वेश्चन है आनंद सर योर टेक ऑन द इंडिया भारत सिचुएशन यार क्या हो रहा है हमारे देश में ये क्या है कोई डिस्कशन दो तीन चीजें इसमें इवन कुशल आई आई रेड फ्यू ऑफ योर ट्वीट्स इसमें आई हैव डिसग्रीमेंट्स विद कुशल आल्सो हाँ बताया hundreds if not thousands of towns cities states their names have been changed by non bjp governments and entities i took i tweeted i took some examples i talked about it what well, i didn't even know vishakhapatnam was called walter <laughs> did you know this <laughs> walter 
वॉल्टर है किसी का नाम था विशाखापटना अब विशाखापटनम हो गया कोचिन ठीक है सो मेनी तिरुवनंतपुरम कम्स टू माइंड कोलकाता चेन्नई मुंबई तो नॉन बीजेपी गवर्नमेंट हंड्रेड्स उसमें जब कर रहे हैं तो वी आर हार्किंग बैक टू द ग्लोरी ऑफ अवर कल्चर अब बीजेपी जब करेगा तो प्रॉब्लम है तो एक तो ये हिपोक्रेसी हो गई नंबर टू आई हैव नो ऑब्जेक्शन टू इवन इंडिया एंड एज कुशल राइटली सेड इंडिया इज नॉट नथिंग टू डू विद द ब्रिट्स राइट इट्स इट प्रीडेट्स दैट इट गोज बैक टू द ग्रीक्स बट एज कुशल सेइंग दैट वेल देर शुड बी नो ऑब्जेक्शन टू दैट स्लाइट कैवियट ये है कि वो किसी बाहर वाले ने हमारा नाम रखा है वो हमने नहीं रखा हमने भारत रखा ग्रीक्स हमें कह रहे थे इंडिया तो वो अलग बात है कह ले दैट्स गुड ठीक है अब ये इसका एनालॉजी में ये दूंगा कि अगर मैं नॉन कांग्रेस एंटिटी बाहर वाला नॉट बिलोंगिंग टू कांग्रेस कॉल राहुल गांधी एज पप्पू तो क्या राहुल गांधी कहेगा कि हाँ मुझे पप्पू बुला लो आप राइट राहुल गांधी और कांग्रेस तो उसको राहुल गांधी बुलाएंगे ना तो इट्स लाइक लेट द ग्रीक्स कॉलस इंडिया और इंडिक और वट we are calling ourselves bharat and i think that takes precedence i'm not saying don't you know call ourselves india anymore but i gave you a, i would say is a pretty fit analogy no that non congress is calling that is exactly what i meant that is exactly yeah. what i meant all i said was people started to insinuate and think that india is a name the brits gave us it is just in the rules of linguistics it is a derivative of sindhu indu indus india indos yeah. the greek yeah. said indos i n d o s that's all it was that's all i said i was like so this has no colonial overtones as such because long story short the greeks the one place where they eventually assimilated again is only in india they assimilated in our are aise to wo hunas aur kitne log bhi to bahar se aaye the na wo to eventually india ka part ban gaye na i think tujhe gali isliye padi main i am just trying to think ki ये मुझे गाली उसके लिए नहीं पड़ी थी लोग वैसे ही उसके मेरे पिछले पाप के लिए मेरे ऊपर एंग्री थे वो स्टालिन के लिए तो उन्होंने बोला आप ये बोला इसमें भी पहलो इसको तो वो तो ठीक है ना वो तो देख ऐसा होता है ना कि वो आदमी रास्ते में चल रहा होता है चार लोग उसकी धुलाई कर रहे होते हैं फिर दूसरे दिन आते इसको मारो क्यों किसको कल मारा था पता नहीं कुछ तो है हम इजिप्ट को मिस्र कहते हैं मुझे पता नहीं है अभी अभी जैसे हम ग्रीक को यवन कहते हैं शुड द इजिप्शियन से कि यार इंडिया इंडियंस आर कॉलिंग अस मिस्र सो लेट्स कीप मिस्र बट लेट्स नॉट कॉल व्हाट वी कॉल आवरसेल्व्स सो दैट्स रॉन्ग ना सो भारत वुड टेक शुड टेक प्रेसिडेंस ओवर इंडिया बट बोथ आर फाइन बाय मी आई मीन या मैं वही बोल रहा था कि अगर इंग्लिश में हमारा नेम पूछेंगे तो मैं उसको इंडिया बोलूंगा मगर मेरे को अगर कितनी बार एवरी टाइम पीपल आस्क मी आई ऑलवेज से आई एम भारतीय अच्छा मजे की बात यह है कि पाकिस्तान के तू अगर मीडिया चैनल्स को अगर सटल वे में ऑब्जर्व करेगा ना वो हमेशा भारत कहते हैं अच्छा। मैं तो हाँ वो हमेशा भारत भारत बहुत बोलते हैं मैं तो खुद बोल रहा हूँ मेरा सिर्फ इतना सा लिमिटेड पॉइंट था कि ये तो हमारा ही नाम है एंड ये कोई अंग्रेजों ने दिया नहीं है तो हम काय को इसको उनको दे दे साले अंग्रेज इतनी सारी चीजें लेके चले गए ये भी ले जाएंगे हमारा <laughs> वो था मेरा कहने का मोदी जी का क्योंकि आई डोंट थिंक दे गोइंग टू कम्प्लीटली रिप्लेस इंडिया विद भारत आई डोंट थिंक दे the indian government will start preferentially using bharat jaise yes, wo and... nu mein upar republic of bharat aur ye card kisi ko diya what's wrong in that yeah matlab kisi ko rok thoda rahe india so 
व्यक्ति को पंडित बनने के अधिकार देने के लिए सो वो सब चीजों के कंसर्न almost half the temples have uh, non brahmins as head priests in tamil nadu at least i think that's the data that i've learned of so i don't think yes sure discrimination exists but you know to kind of say that we are worried that because of you know instances of discrimination we are going to not allow what is an entirely private entity to become a private entity or revert to private it's is unjust and unfair and it is the nanny state taking over a thing i mean it's the same with farm reforms and it's the same with everything else aap main youngster se puchta hu especially jisne ye sawal pucha hai kal ko aapne koi i don't know how this uh, no, siri has my... started automatically so kal ko aap ek startup shuru karte ho aap kuch you want to sell something The government says ki yaar aisa hai ki you are not allowed to sell this on Amazon. You sell it on a government platform, and we will control what you sell, how much you sell, how much you you set a price to your produce. Will you like it? Iska jawab yes or no me de do. If apka jawab hai yes, then we are in disagreement. But hundred out of hundred times apka jawab hoga no. You will not like the government to control. your platform you will not like your government to set price or how many people you can sell or the place where you set up your startup the government to set rent to it so if you don't want government to interfere in your business then why are you for government interfering in some other private businesses is as simple as that keep it consistent no double standards absolutely and not only that to this argument right my answer has always been india has other provisions of law like uh, scst atrocities and many other laws that the moment you stop it um, those laws should be uh, immediately taken into action ye last question hai bahut interesting hai so outside india this is from an nri outside india anand ji temples are free india ke bahar jitne bhi hindu temples hai wo free hai second generation are alienated and do not care about them because of the pandits unhone is samne se likha and society does not create a community now how do we solve this yahan pe to temples free hai to isme fir aapne anecdotally bataya hai please i would like to have data on this that yeah. out of how many thousands of temples outside of india how many of them are not promoting community coming together or uh, you know how many are in a bad shape or not encouraging this so i mean i while i do appreciate your concern about a few temples i 
I'm not in a position to comment on something, make a generalized comment of what could be anecdotal uh, instance of one temple acting like that, not able to bring a community together. My experience of the few temples that I have visited when I was abroad uh, is that they do encourage this tremendous sense of community. All the Hindus get together at public and uh, you know private functions and marriages. So they were very robustly intertwined in the Hindu way of life. That's my experience of Hindu temples, but I'm talking of more than 20 years ago. Things might have changed. As you say, generational changes. People become less and less interested in visiting those temples. So, yeah, but that's no, anecdotal. I, no, no, no. So I will actually back you up. So in, I've been now here for three and a half months. I was here last year too. Um, there is no spiritual crisis per se when it comes to the Hindus of North America, at least. I don't speak for everyone. Temple visits are up, up, up. Temple yeah. donations are up, up, up. Temple functions become grander and grander and grander. Boss, I tell you, here Texas, here are holy in Texas. Here are other places where they make holy. Toronto, it is a sight to watch. It is so So, which is the temple that you have uh, or you visit regularly close by to your house? Where I live, I would say I don't go here. I'm going to Hindu Sabha Mandir in Toronto. So just give us an idea of how big that temple is or how many people it caters to. I mean, just, I just oh my God, know. the temple complex, Hindu Sabha Mandir, if I remember correctly, is like 25 acres. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, yeah, New Jersey, I was in this year in Swami Narayan Temple. That's like 200 acres land, bro. 200 acres land. Here, land is not like India. Everything is private. They have to follow certain laws of the land. Can you tell us a little bit about the revenue stream and how much money they are earning? Are they profit making? or They are self-sustaining till the extent Hindu Sabha Mandir right now this year or the next year is going to have the biggest Hanumanji statue inside their premises. So they have their pro. And by do, the way, do they contribute to the Hindu community? Yes, do they have yes. schools, colleges? Full, and do they have schools? They have a full time. Lo, lo hai mein langar hota hai, Hindu. Langar and all that. They have. Are full time Hindu Sabha Mandir. Mein jao khana milega. Full so time it's a great America. question because what this question has done is brought out this fact. Yeah, why look anywhere else when you have Hindu temples yes. outside of India without government control functioning so well? Flourishing. Yes. Flourishing and no discrimination before somebody says you are not discriminated on the basis of caste. You don't have to हर इंसान को बिना कुछ पूछे हुए भेजा जाता है. अच्छा, by the way, मंदिर में बच्चों के लिए कैंप्स लगाए जाते हैं. I went to the Hindu Sabha temple, uh, uh, I think two, 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 three weeks ago in Brampton. I saw chote bache, teenagers and 20 year olds all worshipping there. Or everybody who visits and Toronto. Can I, can I just ask you this, do you see a lot of white people there as well? 
नहीं गोरे इतने नहीं दिखते गोरे कहाँ दिखेंगे मैं तेरे को बताता हूँ गोरे तुझे इस्कॉन में दिखेंगे गोरे तुझे आर्ट ऑफ लिविंग के कैंप्स में दिखेंगे यू सी वाइट पीपल ऑन दोज एरियाज बट दीज आर योर क्विंटेसेंशियल यू नो देर आर टेम्पल्स ऑफ कम्युनिटीज ओवर यर लाइक अ करिबियन हिंदू अ करिबियन हिंदू विल ओनली कंट्रोल वन टेम्पल अच्छा ये छोड़ देर इज राम जी का मंदिर श्री राम मंदिर आई थिंक इट्स इन मिसिसागा इट्स ऑल कंट्रोल्ड बाई करिबियन हिंदूज नॉट इंडियन हिंदूज Caribbean Hindus control it. Then obviously Arya Samajis have their own thing. There is a big Arya Samaj in Markham, giant Arya Samaj, chota ni giant. And see the community has done well over here, right? So kya hota hai ki community hai na check lik degi pandra hazar dollar, bis hazar dollar, pachas hazar dollar, ek lakh dollar. Community likhti hai. In fact, my father-in-law told me the story of this very temple, Hindu Sabha temple in the 80s. How they started buying land, and he was one of the first people who went around in in and helping the organizers. So you know the community. We have no spiritual crisis in North America. North America, me it's a political crisis. The Hindu community lacks a political sense and a political bone. They are confusing it with a spiritual. In India, Hindus now have developed. a political bone and a spiritual bone both now they need to do what you said and honestly my in fact, i'm great glad that this person asked me this question because nothing can be a bigger selling point for your book than this point that in india these laws are suppressing us and we need to get rid of them but before we go i will leave you with the last word yeah sorry say that again kushal नहीं नहीं मैं कह रहा था कि बिफोर वी गो एनीथिंग एल्स यू वांट टू से नो आई थिंक वी हैंगजेबीपूड we still have uh, you know roads named after them i don't know when that would change um but that's not as hurting as hindus not being able to approach uh, the court to get seek justice so you know even in these eight reasons and i would like people readers who've read these three eight to maybe rank them in terms of cruelty because i, I really do want to know according to me the most cruel is the place of worship act uh psychologically the cruelty i would say is the seventh one where uh, societally and socially hindus are being discriminated against through education and through others specifically you know worshiping people who butchered and committed genocide against them so that's that's more psychological but something that hurts you is the rte where hindu schools especially especially hindu schools are being closed something that hurts you is the waqf act something that hurts you both psychologically and physically and mentally is hindu refugees in in india kashmiri refugees so uh, you know i i think by the time uh, one finishes this book one has already mentally ranked these um as to uh, uh, you know what readers can do about it i suppose spread the word um and hope that the government starts to think about it uh, i've got feelers from people in the government that Uh, this book is kind of making a groundswell and i think that's good but what use is the groundswell if something concrete doesn't come out of it i certainly don't want people on the streets uh, anarchy and doing things illegally 
um, one very dear, uh, I would say a mentor, a Padma Awardee, uh, when he read this book, he messaged me saying that uh, his blood is boiling and he would want people to go and sit in front of Supreme on an unshun. I said, no, that's not the solution. Uh, A, because Supreme Court will certainly not listen to you. B, that, you know, that's resorting to ways that I thought we were, we are past it. So we are a very law abiding society with the constitution that is followed by the majority. The Hindu Rashtra is following law. Uh, we are followers of law. And it would please me immensely if the government, whose job it is to uphold those laws, were to act on these eight reasons. Thank you. Fair enough. Guys, uh, I was there when Anand spoke about these uh, eight points in Mumbai in his speech. Uh, after that, Anand and I had a great lunch. Anand, I know, I've known Anand for a while. He, he never... You know, he never shies away from a good debate. So if you disagree with Anand, you know, maybe you can write to him and Anand would be happily engaging with all of you. But uh, the one thing I would say is that you should all just buy this book. And I love disagreements and I love if you were to add to this. I was at an airport very recently and someone came to me and said, sir, I have the ninth reason. I said, please tell me. And he said, uh, I think Elvin was an environmental activist who was a friend of Nehru. And he, he uh, almost told, coerced Nehru to ban Indians from visiting Nagaland. So Indian, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Hindus. Hindu priests could not visit Nagaland. I need to research on that. And if certainly, uh, you know, that was just done specifically for the Hindu priests and not for Christian missionaries or Muslim priests, then that is one other discrimination as well. So people are coming all the time and saying, sir, this is the ninth reason, this is the tenth reason. And please keep doing that because the more discriminations we know, uh, uh, your power comes from knowledge. If you do not know that you are being discriminated against, how are you going to eradicate that discrimination? Yeah, fair enough. So guys, once again, in the description, you have the link of the book. Uh, as Anand has said, it's going to come in multiple Indian languages. The Kindle version is going to come out. The Audible one is going to come out. So at least uh, NRI Bandhu Log, uh, if you can't get hold of a hard copy, whenever the Kindle edition comes, you guys can always buy the Kindle copy. So please do that. As you know, all the proceeds are going to go to a noble cause for the Hindu community. So please support this. I have personally decided that I'm going to gift at least uh, 50 copies of this book uh, in my personal right. capacity to, to different you. friends. When I come back to India, I'm going to buy a few copies uh, myself and then distribute it to people. Uh, Anand and I, uh, you know, we are very similar in many ways. We push the boundaries uh, and, and I'm glad, uh, you know, for the last three days, it has been a lot of fun for me on social media personally. And, and Anand has uh, taken the most of that opportunity to remind him me how happy he was that I was <laughs> getting trolled. But uh, uh, deep down inside, I know that Anand stands for me. And I want to say this from this platform. I told Anand once on the phone that if the Supreme Court has done a case on you, the first person to take a ticket to Delhi, I will be back to you. Anand is on screen, pe hai. Anand knows that, and I will always stand for that. But uh, please buy the book once again. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. You know the drill. This podcast is only member-driven. No ads are run on this podcast. So if you can support this heterodox endeavor that I run over here, 
please try to become a member of the podcast and i'll see you guys next time take care bye thanks very much kushal always a pleasure